I'm Brody Vincent and you're watching Profession Session. My guest today is returning to give some major, major updates on his company. His name is Brian Collins and he's the founder of Dry Pocket Apparel, America's first and only true source of waterproof pockets. Yep, yep, I went snorkeling for two hours with my cell phone in my pocket and it stayed completely dry. Back in 2016, he started this company while working full-time, and his bootstrapped it up to the point of having made a Shark Tank-like deal with a billionaire investor that's allowed him to pursue his dream full-time and take major swings and make major headway. Within the past four months, I've quit my job, I've gone full-time. It's like I'm on fire all the time, 24-7. My level of happiness is way better, consistent. It's just a dream come true. Now they've sold in every state in the US and they have affiliates, partnerships, distribution centers, factories, physical and online retailer partners, and all kinds of stuff going on. And they're even breaking into international markets. We've been able to pick up, I think you see a 20 or 21 retailers in three states. We've got Canadian distributor now with inventory in Canada or talking with a company in Australia. They want to pick, bring our products down there too. So yeah, it's definitely going in the right direction. Watch the whole thing for an emotional journey into the deep driving force behind Brian's success and the many, many things that he's learned that have shaped his journey along the way. We spent like $17,000 with the marketing agency our very first year. They did not make the return. They're, and they were like, well, uh, we, we generated this much revenue, but our profit was ate up. So it was like, it doesn't matter. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Profession Session. I'm Brody Vinson, and I'm on a mission not only to define professional greatness through the tactics and qualities behind it, but also to help anyone that's trying to achieve professional greatness do it through the lens of others that have achieved it before them. I couldn't be more thankful for everyone that helps me continue along this mission through being able to do this podcast. And if you've ever gotten any value out of it, I ask only two things in return. If you could share it in the same way that you found it with someone else that you think could get value, it helps me so much. And if you could also just hit the subscribe button if you haven't yet, it helps me so much in just securing better and better guests for the show to share more impactful knowledge with you in this pursuit that we're both on for professional greatness. So without further ado, let's get on to this week's episode. What were you in town for? I kind of just found out you were in town yesterday. We are here in Orlando, the last one we did in Jacksonville, and I know you live up a little closer to there. Yep. But you were in town here kind of like promoting the brand, yep. doing like an X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect timing, which yeah. just worked out. Um, yeah, so there's a, a trade show called ICAST, and it's the largest geared towards fishing trade show in America. And they have it once a year down in Orlando. And my company with the waterproof pocket fishing shorts, which we have, did I have those last time or was it just the swim shorts? I think you had just come out with them. Okay, yeah. So those have taken off. So nice. they're fishing shorts with waterproof pocket. And they, um, it's obviously geared in the fishing market. Mm -hmm. So I went down to the trade show just to meet with some people, network, meet with an agency that's interested in picking us up they have 10 salesmen in 10 states i'm one person so it could right. be very beneficial um met with an influencer and i also picked up shout out to florida sport fishing magazine and tv media they are a new retailer of ours selling our dry bags on their website awesome. and also met with shout out to salt strong 
they also picked us up and selling our products on their website as well. So that's why I was down here. So I think this is a good segue too to talk about just all the different partnerships you have now. I think when we talked last, you were you were hoping to get into some retail stores, and I think that's drastically changed. Yeah, time. yeah, and uh, I mean we still have a long ways to go, but not tooting my horn, but just to put out the timeline here is within the past four months, I've quit my job. I've gone full time. Congrats on that. Buddy. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's, it's literally like living the dream. Yeah. I mean, it's work, it's hustle mm-hmm. all the time, like, the all the time, but it's, I'm enjoying it. Like I love it. Yeah. Like I wake up, you know how it is, you know, and not knocking working for people because I've worked for people for a very long time and I've had really good jobs, but it's different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wake up going to it sell is. Caterpillar tractors or going to sell the pumps and compressors I used to sell. And it's just like, that's great. And I'm blessed to have the job, but I don't wake up like, woohoo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like, let's get it. You know? So with this though, it's like, I'm on fire mm-hmm. all the time, 24 seven. My level of happiness is way better, consistent. It's just a dream come true. That's awesome. But, um, but to tie back into what we're, your question was about the retailers and whatnot. Um, within the past four months, We've been able to pick up right at 20, I think this either 20 or 21 retailers in three states with a uh, mix. Some of them are online, like the Florida Sport Fishing and Salt Strong, and then the rest are physically in their stores, in their mm-hmm. shops. And then we've got a Canadian distributor now with um, inventory in Canada. And I'll actually be doing a sales blitz up there come August, That's helping awesome. them out. They've got some people helping out. They've already got three or four retailers set up now too. And then we also are talking with a company in Australia. They want to pick, bring our products down there too. So yeah, it's definitely going in the right direction. It's moving fast. So Mm -hmm. how does a sales blitz look? Like when you, when you gear up for that and you go up there to do that, how's that going to look? Oh, it's going to be fun, man. So one, I'm in Canada, right? Are you taking the van up? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Oh no, 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 I have to make a pit stop before I go to Canada and I'll, and I'll lead into what's going to happen in Canada. So uh, this is a cool story. So a friend of mine married into the Coors family, Coors Brewery. Oh, wow. The Coors family in Colorado. Okay. And I went to high school with her. So she just, we're friends, you know, mm-hmm. and she follows us and all that. And she's bought some products for her husband and they love it. Nice. They just uh, gave one of the dry bags as a gift to one of the granddads or you know one of the family members that's been around a while yeah you know within the cores industry you know so um they invited me to come up there and like film a commercial on the ranch in colorado on the colorado river like a fly fishing commercial and then i'm going to try to see if there's some kind of promotional interest that we can work our way into but all of them have loved the products yeah so the reason why i'm saying that is on the way to canada i'm pit stopping in denver driving two hours to their farm ranch whatever they call it you know and do do my thing and hopefully it works out and turns into something else other uh, worst case scenario i get a, I get to go out to colorado and yeah. go fly fishing on the colorado river and film a commercial yeah it's fun not you know? a bad deal <laughs> no not at all free place to stay you know yeah. and then then from there going into canada and so to tie that into the sales blitz they have a couple different salesmen mm-hmm. that are going to be pushing the products nice. i just want to go up there go over all the products with them, preach to them all the different type of like features that is what makes the sale. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't go in there saying waterproof shorts. That's I hate. No, it's not water. It's waterproof pocket. Mm -hmm. You know, it's totally different thing. You know, it's a totally because there's quick dry waterproof, but 
waterproof. There's pocket. waterproof shorts out there, but yeah. the the big feature, the selling feature, is that you can put stuff in your pockets and it stays dry. Yep, yep. I went snorkeling for two hours with my cell phone in my pocket and it stayed completely dry. That's crazy. Yeah, but so the blitz will be. I'll be riding with them. They'll they'll pick out like strategic accounts they want to go after. Then they'll have me come in, and then I'll go meet with them. And the, and it's not a way of tooting my horn like I'm the best salesman. It's just I, you this know is the my product baby. inside. You know, like yeah. yeah, I've been with this from day one. So mm-hmm. my passion ties back into what we were saying about having a job versus having the company. My passion sells this. Mm-hmm. You know, a normal salesman, I don't know, they may not have that passion, and why would they if they didn't build it? Yeah. They may be excited for the products, but there's still a different level there. Like nobody can push it like the founder of the company who's in love with it. Yeah. You know, and that's like in anything in life, right? You know what I mean? The more you feel for it, the more emotion you have behind it, the more you're probably going to push it. So here's a deep question to obviously to grow a company, you've got to like get buy-in from everyone like in the company, you got to bring on new people. How do you think you diffuse that passion and like create that in the entire company? Okay. So I'm lucky that I'm a passive individual meaning that I can tolerate all types of personalities. Mm -hmm. So you have, and I'm not some, first off, I'm not some personality expert. I'm not some sales expert. I'm just a kid with a fight. Well, not a kid, but (laughs) I'm 37. But I'm just a a guy with a passion that built this and never quit and Mm -hmm. stayed dedicated and consistent. But in terms of my partners, because they they are, there's some, a couple people that are alpha mentality, rightfully so. They've built some tremendous things. But I've learned that if you're passive, you're more likely to tolerate everybody and have yep. less confrontation as long as you don't allow someone to take advantage of you. So being passive is, can be very good for terms of fitting in where you need to fit in and being who you need to be when you need to be it. But it could also be very bad because sometimes you can be taken advantage of because you're so passive that you won't stand up for yourself. How do you strike that balance? I just learned to say no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just because... I used to be taken advantage of, like before dry pocket and all, just mm-hmm. growing up because I've always been passive and like I want to be friends with everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've learned now that it's I can use passiveness as a tool to get further in life and make connections without pissing people off, you and know. Also, without getting taken advantage without of. taking advantage of. So it's like a strategy. It's like really I know my end goal with mm-hmm. my individual. So like for an example, these agencies. I know what I want out of them mm-hmm. and I know what they're preaching to me and it sounds all beautiful, but I'm, I'm I don't need them. Like I was telling you before yeah. this, I don't need anybody mm-hmm. for that. Like, and that's just the mentality I have to keep me f- like strong, Yeah, you know, now keep you realistically, no to the wrong I do things. need people, right? I mm-hmm. mean, nobody, not one person in any company in the entire world can do it all by himself, yeah. you know, but the mentality of saying, I don't need anybody mm-hmm. keeps me strong and doesn't let people take advantage of me, but I'm passive. So it's not like I'm like, I don't need anybody. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm just a passive friendly guy. You're just like, yeah, if it works out, it works out. Yeah. If not, it, there's other opportunities. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. I hit that. Oh yeah. no, you're good. <laughs> I think that mentality keeps you with a clearer head. It keeps you like approaching things from the, the perspective of if this is like the right kind of deal for the company, mm-hmm. then on, take it and I'll go with mm-hmm. it. If not, then, hey, there's other stuff on the table. Yeah, and I had to get to that, you know, because I used to be an impulse type person, like most people are, mm-hmm. you know, and I used to would get worked up really quick if I got stressed out, and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, you got to get done now. It's got to mm-hmm. be fixed now. Slow down. Yeah. You know, I mean, nothing needs to be fixed that minute. 
you know, so slow down. And that kind of taught me a little bit more on how to deal with things, how to like, because you know how it is. It's like even getting in a fight with a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. If you react right away, you're probably saying things you shouldn't be saying, yeah. right? Or Versus with if the you tone. Go walk away for yeah. a second, come back with a clear head. Yeah. You can do way it's better. It's the exact same thing. And that's in terms of the partners, that's in terms of the retailers, that's in terms with just any of customers online that email us or mm-hmm. if you have a disgruntled customer you dang sure don't want to like fire back at them yeah. you know what i mean like well they say this has become such a cliche at this point but it's it's that way because it's true i think that you need to be making decisions logically in business and not emotionally and mm-hmm. i think when people react right off the cuff like mm-hmm. without giving some time to think about something that's when you make emotional decisions rather than logical ones mm-hmm. if you take a step back and just think about it you can approach it make the logical decision that kind of works out best for everyone yeah exactly and and so you you hear people this is off topic of dry pocket but just in business in general with my experience you know is you hear people talk about like there's no room for emotion in business. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, if you don't have emotion in business, there won't be a business because you true. would have no motivation to, or drive because you have no passion or pride to push it and give your time to it. So it's That's like a, there's a median in it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, of course, there's going to be emotion in business, especially if you're the one building it, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I get the no emotion side if it's just another company buying it outright and then hiring people to run it. Well, they may not have the emotion. They're just seeing a business deal. But you But if you get rid of that emotion, I think that's where companies kind of lose what got them going in the first place. Mm-hmm. If they grow the wrong way, then all of a sudden they're it's not the same thing it mm-hmm. was before. Yeah, so you, do you, have to you keep become that. you come across as arrogant too if you're not passionate about it. You come mm-hmm. across as like cold in a way like, you know, uh, startup companies usually form good relationships and reputations with their clients, customers, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And you never want to lose touch with that, exactly. in my opinion. Right. So once you do, then you, you know, you may lose support. Mm-hmm. You may not. I mean, you know, there's companies out there and I'm not going to name certain ones, but there's companies out there become billion dollar companies and they don't ha- really have that loving support. But for some reason, they're still buying their products. You yeah. know, maybe it's a great product, but my point is, there's all you, you can get by without it, but us as Dry Pocket, we are a small startup company that's growing really fast, and we will like maintain that ground level type mentality as long as I'm here, anyways. Mm-hmm. We will maintain that ground level type mentality, that connection with our clients. will care, you know, not just numbers, so to speak. Why do you think you've been able to grow so fast? I know there's probably I have a waterproof so pocket. many reasons. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, there's so many reasons, but I mean. It, Listen, I'm a good salesman. I've been in sales for 15 years selling, mm-hmm. you know, industrial equipment, uh, pumps, compressors, blowers, packages, et cetera, nitrogen, all sorts of stuff, right? But like, and yeah, I know how to sell, but I mean, it's also what you're selling too. Yeah. You, you hear, what is that, uh, what's that Wolf of Wall Street where he's talking about sell me this pen? Yeah. You know, I mean, so there's sales to it, right? Mm-hmm. But my product also sells. Like yeah. I have the United States first and only waterproof pocket bathing suits and fishing shorts tested up to a hundred feet like i said earlier i put my phone in my pocket and went snorkeling for two hours just testing it and it stayed completely dry yeah i had a diver take it 40 feet down like a piece of paper towel not his phone why would you need your phone 40 feet down but took his piece of paper towel just to test it 40 feet down in the ocean stayed around for however long and then however long it took him to come back up with decompression and whatnot completely dry that's so wild. that sells too. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest hurdle we had though was 
getting over the hurdle of skepticism. Mm. Does it work? Because no one's ever seen it before. Yeah. Nobody's ever heard of that before. You're putting a thousand dollar phone in your pocket, or your, or I mean, it's not just for phone. Wallet keys. If you do tobacco, can of dip, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, that you just want it to be dry, right? But we've beat that hurdle now, thankfully. Nice. Uh, so we beat that hurdle. Now the sales are really coming in. Now we get into like our, our reorders, our returning customers are skyrocketing because yeah. it actually works, you know. So we had to defeat that, but we're past that now, thankfully. So a lot of that has to do with the products being sold, you know, and why we've grown. So. Customers are returning and probably also telling people about it, mm-hmm. like left and right, and then the word of mouth just grows. The word of mouth is still yeah. very powerful. I mean, that's very powerful. I think this is such an important point in business in general is that the more, this is something I've been thinking about a lot recently with starting my new business, is like the more time you put into making an incredible product, the more it just markets itself. Yeah. It just, yeah. it kind of does the work for you. Yeah. And it never stops, though. You know, mm-hmm. like that's the thing. So, like, in my experience, there's so much stuff on the back end. It's like I'm never caught up. Yeah. Uh, last week, I think it was Thursday, I put a to-do list. It was like 27 things that had to be done. <laughs> but it's never ending. Like you yeah. knock five of them off, two more are put back on there for oh, another. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a revolving door. People don't see that. But that's where you get like administrators, mm-hmm. people to help with that kind of stuff. <laughs> We're just, in my opinion, we're not there yet to do all that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess technically we could, but I'm yeah. still able to maintain what we're doing now. So why bring in the extra yeah. cost if I'm still floating? You exactly. know what I mean? Now, eventually, of course, yeah. Like I was going back to earlier, one person can't do it all forever. I think but. eventually, just for, I've talked to a lot of business owners about this, like this very thing, kind of finding that balance and like when it's time to bring people on like that. And I think it's really just like when you hit a breaking point Yeah. more than anything, yeah. it's and like you get to the point where yeah. that to-do list is not only never ending, but it's never, it, it never stops growing and yeah. you just cannot manage it. And think, yeah. it's like when things start falling through the cracks yeah. that are important. Yeah. It kind of ties in. I just remembered about one of our last conversations we were talking about how like you don't want to bring on the expenses too soon Mm -hmm. you know because then you can go belly up too quick that this ties into that because like a lot of people will say well you need professionals immediately no you i mean now if you got the bankroll sure but if you're like me who didn't come from much and didn't have all that well now we do because of the shark tank deal we can get into all that but i mean yeah. you know not shark tank sorry but something similar to shark tank yeah i don't want that to, you know <laughs> so but anyways um i learned that it's all about your bandwidth on whatever you can tolerate mm-hmm. and if you can tolerate and absorb that pressure and that stress and that time management to get things done then you need to do it yourself starting out because there's no reason to just up your cost for no reason just because you want to be lazy or make excuses. I can't do this. I don't have time for this. Yeah. Do you really not have time for this? Are you still sleeping 10 hours a day? Do mm-hmm. you need 10 hours a day? Are you still waking? You know what I mean? There's all sorts of things. Are you working out for two and a half hours in the middle of the afternoon? Yeah. Well, where are your priorities? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not knocking if someone's doing that. I'm just saying from my personal experience, I was able and still able to with like withstand what's going on, everything, even with the growth, and I'm still managing it all. So why would I just hire it out? Mm-hmm. You know, when some people say you should have did it a long time ago. Well, look where we're at now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So my whole point is, if you can take it, do it yourself. If you don't know how to do it yourself, learn how to do it yourself. 
save that cost until you actually are at the point where you can afford the cost or you're at the point to where you really do need an expert for the next level. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So there's, and it's different for everybody. And it's this different. is an Elon Musk principle too. The, his whole thing is uh, first principles. So when he starts a new company or like takes over a new company, he tries to get in at the ground level and learn how everything works at the lowest levels first mm-hmm. so that he actually understands whether something's working well or not and mm-hmm. how to actually delegate it. Instead think, of just listening to people telling him what's working. Exactly. Because here's another thing too. Uh, let's just use um, marketing agencies because that's who I deal with. You know, well, I've got mm-hmm. Varnes Media. Shout out to Varnes Media. They're awesome, yeah. by the way. Andy's amazing. But like before Varnes Media, you know, I've had maybe 200, 300 over the past couple of years reach out to me via email, yeah. messages through our live chat, you know, all sorts of, because they're always hunting, right? Mm-hmm. They're looking for new clients. Well, here's the thing. They're trying to sell you. Yeah. So they're going to preach to you. You need this. You need that. You need this. There's no way you can do it without that. And it's like, Dude, they're just doing the same thing I'm doing, except I'm selling waterproof pockets and they're selling their services. Mm-hmm. So you can't fall into those traps, you know, like until you know you're ready or until yeah. you, and everybody may be ready at different times. You know, I mean, it's every situation is different, too. I think know? when you know you're ready, it's not going to be like someone. It's not necessarily going to be someone hunting you out and telling you you need something. And you saying, oh, yeah, I do need it. I think it's going to be you deciding you need something and you mm-hmm. go out and find it. Well, what I happens is and everything I'm saying is only my personal experience, right. not everybody's. Every situation is different. Every business is different. But what I learned is if I'm not an expert in this and somebody's telling me I need all these things, well, then I start thinking, oh, maybe he's right. Maybe I do need all these things. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't. You're just getting... You don't know. So now you're getting influenced to think you do. That only costs you $4,000 a month, though, plus ad spend. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, hold on now. I could also sit back and watch three hours worth of YouTube videos and know how to run all my ads strategically. Yeah. Which I've done. And then I ran all my ads myself. And Mm -hmm. now we are at the point to where because of retail. So this is tying into that point where we needed somebody. Yeah. So that was when we were online only. I didn't need, I mean, yeah, I made a, I made a major mistake and nothing against them, but it was just a cost mistake. We spent like $17,000 with the marketing agency our very first year. Wow. Yeah. They did not make the return mm-hmm. there. And they were like, well, uh, we, we generated this much revenue, but our profit was eight up. So it was like, it doesn't matter. Right. You know what I mean? You have to make money and I'm not talking about revenue. I'm talking about profit. profit. You know, you have yeah. to, and I know profit fluctuates and can suffer in certain situations for strategic reasons and whatnot. But ideally you want to make a profit all the time and you want to make a healthy profit all the time. The whole thing with advertising is you have to find that sweet spot where you can put in a dollar and get back four or five more. So, and that's going into what I was saying is I was running all my ads after that because I made that mistake. We hired everything out right away and it was like, they sold us. They they got us, yeah. you know. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure they they know their stuff, but it just didn't work out with us, mm-hmm. right? They may have done great with other companies. I don't know. But yeah. so what I did is I sat down for three hours, watched video after video after video. I learned how to run ads. I ran ads myself for, like, eight months to a year. Mm-hmm. Had success with it. And I'm not an expert. And I'm not saying an expert. I could do better than the expert. I'm just saying I'm not an expert, but I had success based on YouTube videos. Now that we're doing retail, I'm the salesman for that. So now I don't have the time because I'm full. To, like I said, we picked up 2021 20, retailers in four months in three states with seven or nine more yeah. pending in other states, plus the 
international distribution. So like now I am at the point to where I have to have help. But you, you spent know? all the time doing it yourself and knowing what, figuring out what works so that mm -hmm. if you do have someone else do it, you can say, you can see what they're doing and how they're doing it and say either yeah. it's working or it's not working. Yeah. I've already tweaked like, and I don't mean that, and I, I make many mistakes and I'm no expert, but I've already tweaked our new agency's uh, ads that's been posted because mm -hmm. they've made some mistakes already. Same mistakes I made. Right. I just noticed it was like, nope. Ooh. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Went in there and just, edit. I didn't even tell them. I just yeah. went in and just edited it, you right. know, because I was just like, they don't know, you mm -hmm. know, and then as, and we have meetings. So then we always talk about strategies and whatnot. Yeah. And then they, then they know, but that was, a, that was the very first round that they ran and they didn't know. So I didn't even tell, you know, I just went in and changed what I needed to change on it. You yeah. Know? The thing with ads in particular, cause I'm running ads for my new business and doing it kind of like myself for the first time, really hands on. Mm -hmm. And it takes constant tweaking and tinkering to actually figure it out. That's the thing. So online, I had the time to dig in mm -hmm. to the analytics and try to figure it out. And not, like I said, again, I'm not the expert, but I was able to get it this far. Yeah. Once retail came on board, then it was like, I've got windshield time. I'm driving all over Florida, Georgia, mm -hmm. South Carolina, you know, so it's like, when am I going to, I can't have the laptop open while I'm driving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You need to get a driver like, or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then also in fairness to my family, you know, I have a wife with a 19 month, month old boy. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, you got to save I some time. Be, yeah. Cause at the end of the day, the heck with dry pocket. That's my family. Yeah. My family is the whole reason for all of this. You know, if they go, it all crumbles mm -hmm. because then I lose everything in terms of why I'm doing this. Yeah. You know, so no matter what, when I get home, I need to spend time with them. I need to be there. I need to be present, you know, and then maybe at 11 o'clock, if I'm still wired, I'll crank the laptop back up when everybody else is asleep. Mm -hmm. But the balance is a struggle. And that's I was going to get into that. Yeah. Varnes Media is on board now. They do an amazing job again. Andy Varnes, you're the jam, dude. Awesome, <laughs> man. Awesome they her, dude, they had her stuff. I gotta tell just listen, I'm just so excited about this. I, I literally was like a little kid in a candy store. <laughs> so he had a, uh, was it a Shaquille Quarterman? Um, Jacksonville oh, yeah. Jaguar linebacker. Uh -huh. He uh, he put on like a mini camp for like some kids in the community. And Andy knows them. They've worked to collaborate together in the past. Mm -hmm. So he was out there and we ended up donating products to the kids for whatever competitions they had or whatnot. And they got all these photos done and videos done with the NFL linebacker. And I'm just like, holy crap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's just that to me, awesome. that's amazing. Because yeah. from where I come from, I would have never in my mind dreamed that an NFL starting linebacker is repping our stuff and we're collaborating with them. You know what I mean? For yeah. good causes. Like that's just, that's like a milestone check, it you know? Is. So my, that, that's totally off topic, but I'm just literally so excited about that. It's exciting. Just you know? like celebrate the little wins along the oh, way. Oh yeah. And that was all because of Varnes media. So, mm -hmm. I mean, they're just doing He's a got great it dialed job. in. Yeah. He's great at content. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not trying oh, yeah. to just stay on, you know, harping on him, you know, but you know, like, <laughs> he is, he does amazing he work. Is. So. Well, he's put in all the work he's done. He's done it all himself. Like we've been talking about, he's, he knows the content game. Yep. Yep. He's actually setting us up with the, uh, we and him both had an idea. He's setting us up with affiliate programs too. So mm -hmm. um, I'll be filming a little script soon announcing it, but we are, this is kind of something new. So tying this in, nice. he actually did this, but, uh, 
uh, we've had influencers, you know, and mm-hmm. where we give them promo codes and whatnot, but it was kind of unorganized. Right. It, you know what I mean? It's it hard kinda, to track that stuff. Yeah, right? it was hard to track. Yeah. So now he set up the affiliate programs with the, you know, custom links and whatnot mm-hmm. and paid commissions through this platform. I don't even can't remember the name of it, Upworker. So anyways, but anyways, mm-hmm. so um, it attracts all those influencers in that are already on the platform that want to make money. That's awesome. So that's cool. And then we're also working at doing like a lead generator. So, you know, he's got a lot of like uh, – help that comes and goes with like i don't know Mm -hmm. if it's interns or part-timers or whatever the case may be but they want they're excited about it they want to start i've got a i've got a list of 153 leads with the marinas kayak shops surf shops within like four states that's awesome and uh they're going to be calling on them for me and you know they're gonna get commission based and whatnot but the idea is generate the leads send me to do it to go close it mm-hmm. but you generate it to yeah. save me on time keep me in front of the retailers while you're bringing me leads yeah yeah and if it works out into a sale we pay commissions and whatnot so it's not a That's career the for them but it, it teaches them how to sell mm-hmm. they're all like 18 19 you know going into college so it's a trait and there's a part-time gig so i mean want to make some extra money in your yeah. board why not you know so Let's talk about the journey of Dry Pockets since we last talked a little bit. What have been like the biggest challenges that you've had with the scale that you're bringing on? Because obviously you had just brought on your partner when we talked before. It was all very new. Like I remember you were super excited about it. What have been some of the challenges with that and like just growing faster and like adjusting to that quick growth? Because you said you've been able to handle the pressure but like i'm I'm sure there was challenges along the way and learning curves oh yeah i mean mainly so four months is only four months right so Mm -hmm. we really hadn't even we just i mean now granted online we've sold into every state all over canada and all around australia online but that's Mm -hmm. not me knocking on doors right you know so like I've been knocking on doors for 15 years. So the sales side of thing is not the challenge. The challenge is the time management. That's right. really, all of it comes down to time, time management because I'm on the road now. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you know, five to six hours windshield time every other day, you know? Yeah. So it's just getting everything done with the growth has been the biggest problem I've had. So, and I mean, but that's part of it though, that comes with it, you know? So, I mean, it's a good problem is what I'm getting at. Like, I'm not complaining, you know? I mean, I'd rather live in that stressed out state with progress than be bored with no progress, with nothing to do, you know, like anybody, right? Mm -hmm. So the biggest challenge I've had would be time management with it. Not so much, I don't have any problems with my partners. I mean, they're, like I was telling you, I'm very passive. So like they say stuff, I'm cool with it as long as it makes sense. I'm a very easygoing person when it comes to that. I'm flexible. But, like, partners, amazing. It's been a blessing. It's been a dream come true. We'll be on Academy Sports' website in two weeks, by the way. That's that awesome. came from my partners. That's how I tied that in. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I uh, remember hearing there was that. something about Academy Sports. Yeah, yeah. We'll dig into that. But the reason why I just announced it was because to bring in what the partners brought. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, they're a huge blessing. So, I have no problems with partners. Um, I don't have any problems with the retailers either. They're all it's all a personal relationship with us cause it's me selling mm-hmm. to them now. I don't know how that'll go if we bring on the agency, but I don't have any issues with them. Um, I don't have any inventory issues or anything like that because of the backing we have, we can always get more when need be as long as That's it makes awesome. sense. Mm-hmm. So it all comes down to time management and I need more all the time. I need more. I need more. I've got 20 in four months, whatever it may be, but did that That's just, just a wide angle. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got 20 in four months, but I need 300. You know, has that been the biggest thing that uh, the partnership has been able to bring is like 
just better inventory management and like mm-hmm. and more capital for that. That's oh, a yeah. huge deal. I mean, it's it's the make it or break it deal. Yeah. If you don't have inventory, what are you selling? Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, and yeah. You just can't grow as fast as you mm-hmm. want to if you've got like if you're generating all this demand but you can't fulfill it, then yeah. You prime can't example. Get anywhere. I'll put the timeline out here real quick. So, 2021, we sold into every state online not that sounds like a lot but you know we had a 70 80 dollar product at the time so mm-hmm. like three in this state 20 in that state you know it's not like yeah. i'm selling fifty thousand in every state you know what i mean at that time you know so then halfway through 2022 i went through that shark tank type of deal mm-hmm. that you know about and that we briefly discussed on because of that now it's 2023 and it's half or a little over halfway through 2023 now right that deal happened halfway through 2024 we didn't get organized because the whole deal took a while, mm-hmm. you know, so dry pocket kind of took a standstill for a little bit, a little bit in terms of growth because right. we were working out the details with the partnership and how we're going to proceed forward. So basically April, May, 2023 is when we really got ramped up again, mm-hmm. when all the inventory arrived. So we got a late start this year since then, like I said, for roughly four months or whatever, since then we've got, 20 plus retailers, two internet or one signed contracts, international distributor, one coming on board in Australia. So in terms of what they brought to the table and how it grew is it blew up when they came. And that ties into what you're saying is you need that capital. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that capital, you can, you can grow, but it's a way slower rate. What I, without that capital, you've got to be so much slower and more strategic. Yeah. Cause you don't have the money. You know, if you make a mistake, then it could wipe you out. Mm Mm-hmm. Like when you have the money, you might can make a mistake and reabsorb it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And correct it and then keep moving. But if you don't have the capital and you make a mistake, like that $17,000 one I was telling you about, that almost killed us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like we were able to break it, you know, beat it and then grow from it. And now 17 grand would still suck, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't break us. You know what I mean? But like, so, I mean, 17 grand is still 17 grand at the end of the day. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to lose 17 grand. Yeah. But, 17 grand isn't as hurtful as it would have been then, mm-hmm. you know, or was then. So, yeah, they bring capital. They bring the, we have, uh, instead of me shipping all my products out of my bedroom walls stacked <laughs> up in there, you know, like hustling on the street, yeah. you know what I mean? Instead of that, we now have a distribution center in California with all 6,000 plus units sitting in that they are shipping with personnel out. They're that not dry awesome. pocket employees. Mm-hmm. They're like 3PL I think that's what it's called, 3PL, 3DL. Yeah. One it's of those. like a fulfillment center. Yes, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, they do, They brought that. And that's then awesome. one of their connections, oh, they also brought more factories to produce the goods at a lower cost. So they saved me in my cost too. So yeah. I still have, I had one, two, three, four factories total. Mm-hmm. Um, two different, yeah, two different countries. And uh, one of them's gone now because of costing. And then, like I said, they I still have one of mine. The other two are theirs. Most of my stuff is going to theirs because of the cost. It's better. There's just a better factory. They've yeah. got more personnel. They're a bigger factory, so they can pr- produce them faster at a lower mm-hmm. rate. And now that you're probably producing in much bigger batches, yeah. you can get bigger costs. Exactly. Savings. That came from the capital. Yeah. You know, so um, eventually I still have one factory where some of my products are in because I, the – initial batch that they made I wasn't happy with and I said I'm not going to sacrifice my quality for a couple dollars Mm -hmm. you know so they will get it right but it was a quick time crunch and I wasn't happy with their first batch on the certain product yeah so I stayed with mine and eventually I mean if they bring it up or my cost goes down with currently we may move everything or may not you know but 
That being said, they brought that on too. And then they also brought on connections to some bigger box stores like Academy Sports. Yeah. So, uh, Varnes, oh yeah, where are we at now? Varnes Media, <laughs> uh, Andy already knows this, but Varnes Media's commercials will be on Academy, the Academy Sports website within the next couple of weeks. That's exciting. So, huge for Varnes. That is You huge. know? Yeah. I mean, that's just something cool he could state, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, but anyway, so, yeah, they brought on Academy. So, we're doing their drop shipping program. Um, we will be selling throughout the entire country from their from their website along with Dry Pocket Separate. They act as a retailer, you know? That's so awesome. Yeah. And then we've also got some interest from other people that are tied into Bass Pro. So they've already looked at the products, tested Major. the products. They loved them. They're going to start the pro- or try to start the process with us getting an interview with Bass Pro. Nice. So we don't know how that'll go. You know, that's still super early, but mm-hmm. fingers crossed because that'll be another academy. You yeah. Know? I could um, see them being pretty hyper-selective about their products, so it probably just takes longer. Oh, it does. I mean, yeah. academy took seven months. Yeah, you know, and we're still not live yet. It's a good. I got the email. Uh, was it last week that that stated that Academy loved the content, mm-hmm. and will, you will be on our website no later than the end of this month. Wow. So I mean, it took seven months though. Is that a lot of just back and forth, like sending products back and forth, asking questions? How um, does that work? Yes and no. A lot of it is they're just super busy, and it takes mm-hmm. them time to get to you. Gotcha. You know what I mean? They've got a so long like, queue of stuff to look oh, for. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's not even just new products. I mean, they're managing all the current products, too. You mm-hmm. know, so it's not like it's just one person handling all the new stuff. Yeah. You know, it's a mix of everything. So it just takes time. And that's, so, a, that's the thing. If you don't have patience. I mean, dude, I've been building this since 2016. Didn't make a first sale to 2021. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, patience is key. And you, that's the difference between most people, in my opinion, is discipline and patience and consistency. And I mean, I know everybody probably says that. It's like a cliche thing. You know, everybody, it's like every motivational speech says that, yeah. you know, but like, it's true though. Cause how many people would have made, not made it after the first prototype failed? I went through 17 failed prototypes, 17 within that's four crazy. years. You, th- you know what I mean? Most people would have quit within maybe the first, second or third most people, in my opinion, would not make it to 17. Before, and then finally, you know, and there's a whole story on, this sounds like I'm tooting my horn, but I'm not. But it's just the way it played out. Like, yeah. when my 17th prototype failed, I sat up all night long and got on, and there's an hour-long story behind this, but the quicker version is I sat up all night long on the USPTO.gov website hunting patents for this. And long story short, found the patent that I've made the partnerships with. He was in Israel. He just so happened to be in like uh, uh, San Diego like the next week and was like, sent me back a message. Anyway, you can get to San Diego? And I'm like, I'm in Florida. <laughs> you know, so like flew over there. Long story short, worked everything out. That's we are the so first wild. in America with the waterproof pockets. We're the first in the world with the, and we've grown into these. Did I have the dry bags? When we most and the coolest, I think they they were pretty new, but you did, yeah, yeah. So we got the world's first automatic self-sealing backpack dry bags, one hundred percent waterproof. Oh, you didn't have the backpacks yet at all. Oh, okay, I think those yeah, are yeah, new yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, so we've got the world's first 
Automatic self-sealing backpack, dry bag. It seals air, water, gas tight in under a second just by letting go of it. It's got magnetic buckles, so you just get them close and they just latch. This bag will float and can act as a buoy to assist with keeping you above water. So, like, if you jumped on my website, you could see, like, all the photos and commercials on what people are using. Like, for mm -hmm. an example, the idea, I kayak fish. So, I'd bungee strap it to my kayak. I use it as a tackle bag. And I just mm, let it okay. seal, seals tight, throw it overboard. It floats behind me and gives me more room to fish on my kayak, keeping everything dry and above water. So that's out. Awesome. Um, that's blowing up. I mean, that's one of the products that will be on Academy. Um, and then we also came out with the world's first automatic self-sealing double lock coolers. So that also float. So for an example, our backpack cooler, which is the best one we offer, it looks identical to the backpack dry bags except it has a hard bottom and insulation okay. versus the dry bags has a soft bottom and no insulation. Nice. So, um, but they look very similar. It's like brother, sister kind mm -hmm. of deal. So um, those, for an example, that thing floated in my pool, not my pool, my friend's pool for, on the 4th of July for like six hours, just sitting there floating around. And I literally had a video with one hand, opened the whole cooler, pulled a drink out, tapped on it, sealed airtight in under a second, and then pushed it off into the pool. That's awesome. I did the whole thing with one hand, you know. It's just so. floating around the pool. Anyone can grab at yeah. it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, and the idea is, say, if you're, like, floating the rivers, like the uh, Ishantuckney or the Suwannee or whatever, Santa Fe, whatever river you live on, a lot of people get in inner tubes, and they float them for, like, hours, you know, kind of make a day of it, right? Well, think about this. Now you don't have to have Ziploc bags. Now you don't have to have, like, leave your stuff in your vehicle. You know, you got a waterproof pocket for your phone. You got a dry bag floating next to you with whatever, whatever you want to keep dry in there, change of clothes, whatever, electronics, whatever. And then you have a cooler on the other side strapped to you that's a soft backpack cooler just floating with you as well that seals automatically. So I it's love a convenience how you've factor. added so many different products. Mm -hmm. So like you, cause you had mentioned you've got customers coming back to get more and mm -hmm. more. And I think it's because you've added such a diverse range of products that cover all those different needs. Exactly. So like I want to say these percentages not, might not be exactly right. Cause I haven't looked at it in a while, but, uh, last year our returning customer, it was like 3% this year is like 14. Wow. That's what I mean. 14% is like pretty big yeah. in any industry. Yeah. You know, so, and it's because we, we're the only ones, right? You know what I mean? So, and we have such a, a niche product that solves an issue or makes things easier for someone. How many people have fallen into a pool or a river or a lake or beach, whatever, with the phone in their pocket? How many people mm -hmm. have ruined things and been like, oh, crap? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, now you don't have to worry about that. It just helps solve an issue. You Are know? you doing any text message marketing? Not yet, but it's coming. Yeah. I've got... a something i just found out about um that i got to tell you about afterwards cool yeah it's we like do a service that i heard about that's specifically really good for products that i think yeah yeah let's dive into cool. that yeah because yeah. i mean we do email we do all the normal mark standard we'll be mm -hmm. on hulu live tv we've oh got really a commercial going on live tv oh nice yeah we've got a. I i mean we I, i've always honestly man i hate text message marketing because as a consumer, it drives me nuts when companies yeah. are texting me, but I'm not it opposed to well. using it for my company. Yeah. You know, I just hate being the consumer. I'm just not a text marketing I think person, the key is but. you just want to make it 
so that you can opt out because well, people it, hate yeah. when you can't opt out yeah 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 and you also got to do texting strategically off oh, your yeah. email you know what i mean you don't want to be texting people every day or three times a week no absolutely you not. know i'd rather send uh, an email once a week and then a text message once a month yeah or, you know what i'm something like that you know because mm-hmm. a text is more personal than an email it and is. people are more likely to get aggravated from a text than they are an email even though it, it's still both comes with their phone. Something about texting yeah. is just more personal. It's like I if think, I called them twice a week, they'd be like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> like, leave me alone. I'll, yeah. like, I just got something. I'll, I'll probably get something like next yeah, year. But yeah. like, come on. Never call me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that yeah. is the key. It's striking that balance. The, mm-hmm. the companies I've seen do text marketing well is like when they – just when they have some kind of like big promotion. Mm-hmm. That's because yeah. that people like knowing about that. If yeah. there's like some big promotion, maybe you've been thinking about buying, but you're like, oh, now's the time because you yeah. got a promotion. I also like the uh, maybe you left something in your cart text message. Mm-hmm. Those maybe are good. something like that, but only one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not a bunch. You, you mainly do the email, but then maybe drop one or, and I'm not an expert with text message marketing, but. Speaking as a consumer, I know it would drive me nuts yeah. if this company keeps texting me, "Hey, spend yeah. more of your money with me." Exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? So that's fair. It's like anything; you got to strike that balance. Yeah, you're one hundred percent. It's all about balance. Mm-hmm. Everything. I mean, everything in life is right. Everything in moderation. Yeah. You know. Speaking of balance, I wanted to get into your personal journey a little bit too. We were talking about this a little bit off air. You said you've had a pretty massive kind of weight loss journey, yes. and personal journey. Yes. Uh, one thing I just wanted to mention before I jump into that is mm-hmm. we are also coming out, speaking of the products and how you mentioned the growth of what we were offering, we're coming out with, uh, we have fishing pants, fishing shorts now, swim shorts now, backpack dry bags and backpack coolers and tote coolers. We are now coming out with fishing pants with a waterproof pocket, fishing jackets with a true waterproof pocket, not a water-resistant, true waterproof pocket, waterproof shell and everything. There's a bunch of features to it. We're coming out with a little bit larger dry bag. Once again, the only one in the world. Right. That's more of a backpacking, camping-type dry bag. Okay. And it's a little bit bigger, and it's got waist straps with magnetic buckles. It's also got detachable waterproof pouches on it that you can move around to the front and actually hook it to your, like, backpack straps. So now you have a waterproof backpack, and now you have a waterproof chest pack. Something that's more, like, if you just like a candy bar, you know what I mean, or a cliff bar, whatever the case, you know, you can have it right there instead of having to take everything Yeah, like the the strap where you just put it, like, all the way around you, and it's got, like, a a fanny pack type thing. But it has hooks right here, so it hooks right here. But it looks like a fanny pack on your chest in a way, Mm -hmm. but it can detach from that and attach back to the uh, dry bag. That's awesome. Yeah, and then we're going to make a cooler that looks exactly like that. Nice. That's more of like a backpacking cooler, brother, sister, backpacking dry bag, backpacking cooler. So if you're going hiking, if you're going camping, backpacking, yeah. you know, and you got most people do it with like at least two people, you know, just like a couple, mm-hmm. right? Or best friends or whatever. So one has the cooler, one has the dry bag. Nice. You see what I mean? And they and both you've float. got that three to 14% customer return rate. That's probably going to keep going up. You start offering so many more products yeah. to choose from. I think yeah. that'll go up even more. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Well, hopefully. Yeah. 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 But I mean, both those will float as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're crossing a river, just let it float beside you Yeah. and just hold on to it. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. The full package. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, but to tie in, I just wanted to mention that, but uh, yeah, man. So th- I've learned some things about myself, insecurities, and I'll admit to it all, you know, because I'm not like, huh, pride, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm a man, you know, like, I mean, the hell with all that, heck with all that, you know, so 
the truth is I used to weigh like 220. I was athletic, played sports my whole life, you know, uh, never fought kickboxing, but trained it for the workout to maintain shape, right? Mm -hmm. In shape. So love doing that kind of stuff, hit training, et cetera. Did that forever till like maybe 30 Mm -hmm. or 32 roughly got married, got out of college, priorities changed, motivations changed, responsibilities came in, um, had a kid, but anyways, got really, really out of shape. Got all the way up to 291. And uh, what I learned about myself is some people have natural born confidence. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is one of those sayings, you know, you always see some like, I hate the saying because I don't like the judgment on anybody, but it ties into what I mean. When I like, how'd that guy get that girl? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that, you know what I mean? And see, that dude was just so confident, mm-hmm. right? So what I learned is I am not that guy that just has natural confidence. I have my own insecurities that I had to deal with. What I learned was I used to think that I was that guy, mm. but this is what happened. I, Cause I've always been confident, but it was because I was in shape and I was proud of the way I looked. It's an, insu- right. it's a weaker form of confidence. And, it, and I'll, I'll admit it, right? It's like confidence propped up. Superficial confidence. Mm-hmm. So what happened to me was I thought I was like that dude, man, that A-list, like, man, I'm confident, I'm motivated. I was until I got fat and out of shape and then it just mm-hmm. disappeared. And I was like, I was like embarrassed to like get on stage and talk to people. I was embarrassed to like, not embarrassed, but self-conscious, you know what I mean? Kind of scared, nervous, like in yeah. my mind, it's like, what are people thinking I look like? It's just insecurities that I had to defeat. I had to overcome. Ones that you didn't know you had. I didn't know I had because I was always in good shape mm-hmm. and it disappeared and all of a sudden I fell apart and I wasn't me. And then, then, so what happened was, and I was like stringing myself along until the transition happened with the big investor. Mm -hmm. So what I told myself, I made a promise to myself. I said, if this deal goes through, I have to be the best version of myself mentally. The way I can become that again, I could spend years and years trying to overcome it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then because, you know, well, I'm comfortable in my skin, you know, but, or, I could lose that weight in six months, which I did in four months, and fi- and wonder if that confidence would come back to try it. Have you felt it come back? Oh, my God, dude. I'm better than I've ever been. Now, not in looks, but I'm saying who I am mentality-wise, you you can't stop me in terms of, like, I can sphere. hear I can hear it in the way you talk, honestly. Yeah. Just yeah. from, like, the last time we talked to now, like, I yeah. can just hear the confidence like, yeah. in your voice and the way you talk. I was, like, 270-something when we did that, and I got all the way up to 291. And then I had a breaking point. Man, I was running out of breath. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That was the physical side. But, yeah. I mean, I just felt awful. I wasn't flexible, you know. And then mentally I was destroyed. So I just told myself I had to become the best version of myself. So when I lost that weight, it all came back. So what I learned about myself is I am not the natural confident guy. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. What I did learn is how to become that again. And that's also okay because now I know what my capabilities are. Now I know how to become the best version of myself. Yeah. So instead of looking out like therapy and all, you know what I mean? How do I love myself? I just know how I operate. I figured it out, learned it, and said, now I need to turn myself into a tool. You started playing by your own rules. Yeah. No, yeah. It's a good way to look at it. That's literally what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of trying to change who I am, I just figured out who I was and figured out how to become the best version of myself again. 
and thankfully it worked out and man you can put me on a stage and i ain't gonna stutter and yeah. well, i probably won't say ain't but you know what <laughs> i mean like, i'm not gonna stutter you know yeah. what i mean i can put me in front of anybody and i'll pitch it i'll sell it mm-hmm. that ties into why i've had so much success within the past four months because i'll walk into anywhere and just start talking yeah you know and as long as you come across friendly and nice and humble and not an a-hole or arrogant dude most people are receptive to you. That doesn't mean they're going to make the sale right then, but most people are receptive. That's one of six touches before I make the sale. So you may tell me no today, but we had a great conversation and it was friendly and you like me. Well, maybe five times later you might, you might sign the deal. You see what I mean? But if I come in there and you know, like a bull, you know what I mean? Metaphorically, you know, talking about being arrogant and being pushy and being aggressive, they may be like the heck with that guy. I hope he never comes back. Yeah. So I've learned a lot about myself and how to become the best version of myself and how to use my capabilities as tools to be better. So what's the next step? What are you still working on? Lo- sell like it for $125 million. Dollars. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That's one of the next yeah, steps. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a step way down the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably um, not that far down the road from I what mean, you're talking about. I mean, we have a the long kind of ways growth to go. You're seeing, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to give off the impression that I'm worth a hundred million dollars because yeah. I'm not, but you know <laughs> what I mean? But yes, the company is 100% going in the right direction. We've got tremendous amount of momentum extremely grateful for the opportunity that this family gave me and is still giving me extremely blessed that this is i'm living my dream man like i've always i don't come from i've come from parents that are like the best loving parents you could ever ever ask for they'd give me anything and everything that ever i ever wanted in turn but in finances they just were like 99 percent of the people in the country you know they live in somewhat paycheck to paycheck you know um they own a home now but they didn't for the longest time renting Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so the only reason why i say is i didn't have that background of education of entrepreneurship and all that kind of stuff so i mean and i remember from talking to you before this was a huge driving force for you mm -hmm. getting into entrepreneurship as you were like I just knew from a young age I wanted something different for myself. Yeah, exactly, because this is my dream tying into that was I always wanted to do something to be independent. Because, you know, in school, and I'm not knocking anybody for anything or any organization because I don't want to go down that route, but, like, in school you're kind of set up to what do you do? You you go to class from, like, 7 to 3.30, whatever the hours are now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's very similar to a job. Right. And then you do that for 18 years. It's very similar to go to school, graduate, work for somebody until you're 65. Mm -hmm. And then you go to college and then you're told to get a useless. Some (laughs) degrees are useless. Some degrees are not. So please don't hate on me for saying this. (laughs) But like then you, me personally, it was a useless degree. Then I went to college having no idea what I wanted to do. Right. And Mm -hmm. I was brain, not brainwashed, but pushed in a direction, influenced to be in a direction because of society's ways, right? Mm -hmm. And so went to college, got a sociology degree, not knocking sociology or any sociologist, but for me it was useless because I didn't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. I got into sales and I had just, thankfully I had a successful sales career. But my point was I was kind of shifting towards that, like I need to go work for somebody until I was 65. So I've always had a dream that I wanted to do something for myself. I wanted to create freedom, independence, I wanted to free my family, my parents, which you were talking about. That's the number one reason why I did this from the beginning was I wanted to retire my parents. Mm -hmm. Since then, I have a kid. So now I want to retire my parents and give my kids something. You know what I mean? But but, uh, I'm living my dream. Um, We have not made it yet in terms of that $125 million, Mm -hmm. you know, but 
dude, I get to do this every day, man. I get to wake up. I get to say, what am I doing today? You know, Mm -hmm. if my son, like, well, he's 19 months, so it's not happening now, but say he's like five. If my son was like, daddy, can we go fishing? And it's Tuesday at 10 in the morning. I get to choose if I want to do that or not. You know what I mean? Instead of me saying, well, let me go ask and see if I can take off, you know, and once again, not knocking people with jobs. I had one for a very long time, but this is better. This is is way better. better. I get to do what I want to do when I want to do it. The difference it's not, but when I say that, I'm not saying I'm going fishing every day. I'm not doing that. You know, I'm I'm working harder now than I've ever worked my entire life, but it's fun to me because I love it. But you could say yes to that fishing on Tuesday at 10 a.m. And then you could also just, you want to make it up on the Saturday. Yeah, no, exactly. Your son has soccer practice or something on a Saturday and you're like, all right, time to work on some new deals. Yeah. And no, exactly. You can you can create that balance for yourself. Yeah, for my prime example, the Fourth of July, um, that that weekend, I had a bunch of fun with friends and family, and we cooked out. And we went to the pool, like I was telling you about the cooler floating and everything, mm-hmm. and had a blast. Monday, I did something with my parents. I can't remember. I think I helped them. I th- oh yeah, I went over there to help my dad move some furniture around because they're throwing some stuff away. So that's not work. Mm-hmm. But on the 4th of July, I was like, man, I can't go again without working. So I yeah. called up one of my retailers and said, how about I come down there, set up a tent, help drive traffic upstairs and make sales for you? Because they had a huge 4th of July event. And of course, they were like, yeah, come on. You know, it's just more support, mm-hmm. right? So that ties into what you're saying, man. I mean, I took a couple of days off and was like, man, now I feel kind of, yeah. I need to get back to work. You know what I mean? So I, That's the struggle with being an entrepreneur. It's like... You, you get like antsy when you don't get to work. Yeah, for a while. it's like, so funny. I'm you say completely that. responsible for this. So like, if if I'm off for a couple of days, I'm like, gotta get back to it. Yeah, dude, it's funny you say that because I get anxiety from like, remember when I said earlier, I need more. Mm-hmm. I need three hundred. I've got twenty. It's only been four months, but I need three hundred. Mm-hmm. That's the anxiety that kicks in. Like it's never enough because I'm gonna fail. Yeah. It's never enough. I need to keep going. I need to keep pushing, or it's gonna fail. And mm-hmm. realistically, I mean, dude. It's been four months and I got 20. You know what I mean? You can't wake up one day and have 300. It takes time. That's where patience comes in. That's where discipline comes in and consistency. But the anxiety kicks in in the back corner like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's not enough. You need to get there. You need it. It's funny because (laughs) you kind of have to have and develop this this two-sided approach where you have the anxiety, right? I just talked to and interviewed someone who made a big point out of saying anxiety is a really helpful tool in business because it like – it prepares you for the unknown, but it also gives you this sense of urgency and you need that sense of urgency, but you also have to be able to have that patience at the same time. Yeah, It's, it's, it's a balance. Like mm-hmm. you were saying, because like my anxiety right now, I weigh, I weigh 244. I went from 291 to 244. My Massive goal is 230. Yeah. And I've done that in four months. I can get, it's going to take me a little bit longer to get the rest off just for the fact that I'm getting closer to my natural body weight. So mm-hmm. now I got to be a little more stricter. Yeah. So the further you are off, the easier it is to come off till you get closer. But, but my goal is 230, you know, and, I'm, and I'm, if I get 230, 235, I'm happy. You know what I mean? But, but the point of me saying that again was my anxiety actually went away too. Not all of it, but they got better. Everything improved as I improved, yeah. as my confidence, a lot of it's mental, right? As my confidence came back, as my like pride came back of who I am and happy with myself. Anxiety managed too, but anxiety can definitely be used as a tool but you, anxiety is like depression. I don't have depression, thankfully, but like it's a slippery slope, man. Mm-hmm. If you let that anxiety do stick around too long, it'll cripple you too. Yeah. And then it's not a tool anymore. 
you know so yeah you're right like it keeps you motivated yeah it keeps you motivated it keeps you sharp like oh my god i gotta get this done that urgency Mm -hmm. but then it could also be like oh my god i gotta get this done you know what i'm saying it can be paralyzing if you like can't balance it you you could have so much anxiety that you're like you're spinning your wheels and you can't like actually move in any direction yeah well, you yeah, gotta exactly. be able to like execute. That's why entrepreneurship is so hard because it's it's a balance of so many things. Like you have to like mm-hmm. constantly have like these two sided approaches to so many things and figure out the right balance. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, and I'm still learning, man. And, and I'm always going to be learning, you know. But one thing I have noticed that's somewhat not annoying, but oh, not annoying at all. But sometimes I'm like, man, I kind of wish I could just go back, because like. Now that I, I'm doing this thing, all my friends are all, like, proud of me and, like, rooting for me and family and even people I'm just acquaintances with because it's so, like, it's that American story in a way, you mm-hmm. know, coming not from much and building it up and everybody's seeing you do things. And it's, and it's not like – and I'm doing things that are different, too. It's not like it's a landscaping company or anything, which are great, but I'm saying I'm it's bringing unique. things that no one's ever seen before, yeah. right? But the problem with that is I can't just hang out with my friends anymore. All yeah. they want to talk about is dry pocket and what's going on and asking me questions and giving me their opinions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, dude, can we just drink a beer? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What about football, man? You yeah. know, it just gets exhausting sometimes because, like, you also need your break. Mm-hmm. You need your time away. Yeah. My big time away is my family. But sometimes when I'm with my friends, I'd like to, that be my time away mm-hmm. too, you know. And it's okay to talk here and there, but it gets like abs- the whole thing gets absorbed with it. Yeah. And then it's and then it's people and nothing against the people giving me their opinions because they all have come from good intentions, mm-hmm. right? But what I've learned here is you got to be careful with people's opinions because their feelings get hurt. But, like, no disrespect to any occupation I'm about to mention. I'm just naming a random occupation. But, like, a school teacher, right? Like, that's a, that's a wonderful career. That is a, that's amazing. But you can't give me advice on how to market products in Australia that they've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And then if I disagree with your advice, you can't get your feelings hurt. Like, yeah. just like I can't give you advice on how to treat these kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I've learned that I'd rather just not, I'd rather just disappear and be like, let me just hang with my family or like one of a couple of my like really good friends mm-hmm. and just not put all the rest out because I don't mean any disrespect, but like just kind of separate myself a little bit because it just gets to where it's like, I just don't want to, I just don't want to do this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like it's a tough balance to strike. Yeah. I think, I think you kind of almost have to take that approach where you're just like, let's just hang out and like, yeah, be chill. Cause I get tired of like explaining things like, and then they ask me, and I mean, and like I said, it's all coming from good intentions and they're all rooting, but it just gets mm-hmm. to where it's like, dude, man, my mind is already like needing a break. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. Like uh, I've been working on this all day. I just want to yeah. crack a beer with you, man. I want to <laughs> drink a beer and talk about silly shit stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, like laugh and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, uh, what's next for you in your personal journey, do you think? It sounds like you've made incredible strides in the last, like, four, five, six months, and, like, you're just catching more and more momentum. Yeah. What do you What do you think you could still unlock there that'll make um, even more impact? I want to drop a little bit more weight and then shift my regime, regime around and do what I used to do in terms of, like, physique and all that, at least somewhat, um, just because I know what it does to me mentally. Um, I, my wife and I are personally are wanting to have another kid. 
So we plan on doing that within the next year. Um, my current kid is 19 months, so we want them roughly two, two and a half years, three years apart at it's max. It's a good gap, yeah. Yeah, um, but that's it, mm-hmm. you know. But um, just continue doing what I'm doing, man. Just keep my head moving forward. Just try to eliminate as many distractions as possible. And I need to become more organized and more efficient and learn and, you know, keep an open mind with things. I need to be able to pivot when needed, you know. So, I mean – all of that is what's next, mm-hmm. you know, but a lot of that is always going to be next. You know what I mean? It's going to be ongoing forever, like the pivoting, the learning, the open mind and all that. But personally, strictly personally, I just want to keep having fun, man. Yeah. You know, I just want to build this. I want to free. I want freedom. I want to free my family. I mean, I mean, let's just let's just dream life now. Right. Say we when we do build this to one hundred twenty five million. Right. I want to free my friends. Mm-hmm. I want to free my loved ones, you know, like I'm, a, I hate nice things. I don't give a dang about nice things. My van looks really cool, but it's a 2006. You can't tell it's a 2006 because yeah. of the wrap and it's in good condition. It does look great. Yeah. 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 But I mean, my point is I've got a personal truck that I bought brand new in 2015, zero miles on it. It's been paid off and I've got 253,000 miles on it now. I am not trading that thing in. Mm-hmm. It's paid off. It's healthy. It's good. I love it. You know, my point is, is I don't care about nice things at all man you can't take it with you i care about freedom and you know how they say money doesn't buy you happiness mm. there's it's different to the individual right everybody's different everybody's life's different everybody's situation's different for an example maybe if you're born a billionaire maybe it won't make mm-hmm. you happy because you don't know what it's like to not pay rent yeah you know i went through a, a voluntary surrender on a vehicle one time when i was 19 really? a, a repo because i was an idiot i cared more about partying and like, you know, you know what I mean? And being at everything, then I did paying my bills and responsibilities. So, I mean, to me, huh, money buys me happiness and not in the term that the physical dollar buys me happiness. Mm-hmm. What gives me happiness is freedom. What gives you freedom money in this today's society. The more money you have, the more freedom you have to make whatever choice you want to make. I have, uh, I have a very strong take on this, too. I think... Money doesn't buy you happiness. I think money buys you the freedom to pursue what makes you yeah, happy. Yeah, that's that's virtually the same thing mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like, if you love nice cars and it can buy you a nice car, well, then there. That might make you happy. If you mm-hmm. love freedom, that, that might make you happy. I mean, it, it's different for everybody, right? But, it buys you optionality. Like, mm-hmm. it buys you the options to do what you want. Yeah. It buys you. It, so far, it's bought you the option to go all in on dry pockets yeah. and do the thing that makes you happy and exactly. that you love. Exactly, man. Because, I mean, how many people – I saw a TikTok this, <laughs> this morning on the way over here right before I left to come over here, and it was this guy sitting in his car, and the caption was something along the lines of, like, 8 a.m. right before you go to work for eight hours, and the guy was like – Oh hell, man! Let me get, let me put on my fake smile and pretend like I love yeah. this. You know what I mean? It was just hilarious because the point was, so many people are trapped in doing something they don't want to do because they've created so many expenses reoccurring every month. Like, why do you need a three thousand dollar mortgage if you can get one that's? I don't know. I mean, South Georgia is different than here. A three thousand dollar mortgage here might be normal, but my mortgage is five hundred thirty eight dollars in in Valdosta, Georgia. Yeah. So, I mean, my house in Jacksonville would probably be like, the mortgage would probably be like 1700 You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But uh, but anyway, so it all depends on what you want, bro. So, like, a lot of people are trapped because they think they need that brand new car. Well, that's $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Well, why, 
Why? So you can look cool? So other people can think you've made it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, once again, if that's your, what you want, you do you, I do me. Me personally, I don't care about nice things. I care about freedom. The less debt you have, the more freedom you have. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, you can make moves. If you hate your job, well, just quit. Go yeah. make and go get another if job. If you have low expenses, you can yeah. quit and go find something else. If yeah. you keep your expenses low, you can you just give yourself more options to be able to make those moves, knowing that a lot of them won't work. I mean, you had 17 prototypes before yeah. you had one that worked, yeah. but you you probably had lower expenses that allowed you to take those swings and make those yeah. missed swings until one worked out. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a full-time job too, building this mm-hmm. from 2016 till up to four months ago. It's 2023, yeah. you know what I mean? So like I had a full-time job, so it's not like, uh, I mean, you know, I've now been able to make that move full time, but yeah, I mean, I couldn't have done it before, you mm-hmm. know, cause you have to build the company to make the revenue, you know? Exactly. So I even took a pay cut to go work full time for myself, but I love what I do. Exactly. You know, I mean, I get, the other day I went kayaking and filmed a commercial and I was like, dude, I'm kayaking and I'm, you know, I'm fishing, you know, cause and I'm, it's it, work technically. Yeah, it is. I, I filmed a video that generates revenue, mm-hmm. you know, and potentially, you know, so, but the point is, is, I get to do things that I love to do that's now can make me money doing it, you know? So, yeah. What's next for dry pockets? I know you've got some new products coming out. You said you just want to like keep having fun. Do you see any like major hurdles in the way that you're excited to tackle and try to overcome? Yeah. I want Australia. That's That'd a hurdle. That's a tackle. I'm also trading emails with a company in Japan right now too. Wow. So yeah. Um, and that's both of them are still early stages, but the Australia one's working out just like how Canada worked out and Canada worked out. So mm-hmm. maybe this will work out too, but that's the next hurdle. I want to be, I want to be in four or five countries within the next three years with Love inventory it. in their country, mm-hmm. you know, like, like in support stores teams. and retail. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. So we're on the way we're in two now. You know, what's the biggest aside from that, like being in different countries, what's the biggest thing that could happen to the company right now to make the most impact for what you're trying to do? Man, that's a hard question because there's so many things that can affect the company. And I don't really know like what the biggest one is, but I mean, we still need more awareness. I think Academy is going to be huge. I think that'll be a big catapult. Mm-hmm. You know, and then um, if Bass Pro comes on, that'll be a big catapult. But realistically, man, I mean, our Canadian distributor just put a reorder in, you know. So it, the biggest thing, in my opinion, without having time to really think about it, I would say it's just we just need to keep awareness out there. It, awareness yeah. is the biggest thing right now. The products will sell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's if well, I mean, if you like being outdoors and near the water, the products will sell. So, I mean, it just it's just got to get out there. So, I mean, the Hulu commercial would be big for us that'll be big um if australia comes on board that's just more awareness we can pump stuff down there pump ads down there i mean i've already sold a good bit down there from united states these guys man dude these guys will pay money for a bathing suit (laughs) so like it it was like a 70 dollar bathing suit with a waterproof pocket right Mm -hmm. plus like a 44 dollar shipping cost to get it to australia oh yeah you know what i mean so like they're spending over a hundred dollars on a pair of shorts now, once we get same with the same exact same thing with the Canada, mm-hmm. before the distributor, the Canadians before the distributor came on board, the shipping, they were yeah, yeah they were spending over a hundred dollars on a bathing suit. And Canada is different, so America 
it's either I always get them flip flop, but the threshold on my type of product because there's different tax categories depending on what you're importing, mm-hmm. is like I think it's a th- it's either seven hundred dollars in America or a thousand dollars, meaning that if you import it, you don't have to pay import tax. Okay. So yeah, in Australia, it's either a thousand dollars or seven hundred. I always get them flopped. Gotcha. Canada seventy dollars. So like, <laughs> if they bought my eighty dollar fishing shorts with a waterproof pocket. It breaks a $70 threshold, so not only do they have to buy the shorts plus the $30 plus to get to Canada for shipping, now they get charged like a 30-something percent import tax oh my God. on that one product, so it'd be another, like I don't know, 13 15 bucks on top of that. That's crazy. But Canada, is, yeah, they're, they're different. Even though it's of, in the same continental yeah, area. Yeah, So, um, but now we've rebuttaled that by having a distributor there with inventory in there, mm-hmm. so now it's free shipping in the country if that's what they're doing. I have to double check, so don't quote me on that if there's any Canadians watching. But <laughs> yes, but I mean, let me put it like this. If you had to pay for shipping, it's like five bucks now. You yeah. know, but we in the States offer free shipping. So I'm assuming they might offer free shipping up there. Um, but yeah, man, they don't have to worry about import anymore. The co- the end user, they don't have to worry about the overcharged shipping cost. It's, it's no different than how America operates now. And the same idea and concept for Australia once we get them set up. That's major. Yeah. yeah you get it in there and then you get rid of the shipping. Then you can kind of mass distribute it. Yeah. Like for an example, I've got a, a competitor in Europe that is got waterproof pocket shorts they don't have what we have in terms of selection and like other products but they just have like a pair with a couple prints on it right and they sell theirs for 95 dollars free shipping but bro that the shipping costs 30 dollars to get it over here so that's why it's 95 dollars free shipping mm. i sell mine at 70 and 80 free shipping yeah you know what i mean so they don't they're, they're they don't have a market over here. They don't have a market here because no one's going to pay for that mm-hmm. when mine are here and we have more to offer anyways. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying no one, but, you know, the majority of people, that's why we've been able to have the growth we've had versus them over here. But it'd be the same thing of me trying to sell over there, which I don't. I don't care about Europe. Not now. Not. I mean, I love Europeans, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care about that market. Mm-hmm. I got America. I got Canada potentially Australia, maybe even Japan, dude, with distributions there, not selling yeah. overseas. So like or shipping overseas. Really yeah. yeah. So I don't, I'm not, why are you even trying to sell over here? You're not going to be successful. You don't have any support whatsoever over here. Mm-hmm. Why would I even want to sell over there? Same thing for me. I, I'd be the most expensive for the same thing essentially. Mm-hmm. And I had, you'd have no support over there for me. You know what I mean? Until mm-hmm. we got a distributor over there. They don't have the capital because I do my research. They don't have the capital. They have not gone through a deal like I've gone through. Thankfully, to have that capital to bring on distribution overseas, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I'm ahead of the I'm ahead of everybody in terms of that, thankfully. And so this deal was a hugely pivotal point for you. I want to ask you something about that because it was pretty fresh at the time. So I don't think you would have had as much to be able to reflect on at the time that we last talked about this. But what do you think it was in you that your investor and your partners now saw in you that made them say? we need to buy in on this guy. Like this guy is going places with dry pockets and we've got to become part of this. What do you yeah. think they saw in you? Well, one, they saw the products. Can't take that away. The products mm-hmm. are unique. They love the products. Two, and they've told me this. Two, they were impressed with what I was able to accomplish before they came on board with a part-time job and a pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, a full-time job and a pregnant wife. And my full-time job, dude, I was uh, not tooting my horn, but it's just what happened. My full-time job, I broke a record in my territory I had to sell 1.6 million worth of equipment and that's from like 
$4,000 to $10,000 pumps all the way up to like a $500,000 package and wow. everything in between, right? So um, it's $1.6 million was never achieved in the territory that I had. I think the achievement was like 1.3 something or 1.4 max mm-hmm. was what somebody's achieved before me. So I broke a record for the 80 years that company's been in business. I broke a record at 1.6 million before I quit. Wow. Right. So what, the reason why I was telling you that is because like it, that's, I was really busy, mm-hmm. right? To be able to do that, I was really, really busy. So they were impressed with the fact that I was able to get this sold in every state and all around Canada while still maintaining that breaking a record with them also having a wife that was pregnant. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So they saw all of that and they saw the hustle and they saw the fact that it was 2016 when we started and I never quit. Yeah. And they were just that. And they've told me that they said that the products were awesome, but it was me and what I've done that sealed it because I mean, they figured, Hey, if I can do this part time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, they just saw that I wasn't quitting. I was consistent. I was dedicated. They saw the passion. Like you said, you could hear in my voice. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they thankfully believed in it. And with the co-ops, with what they bring to the table, it's life-changing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm already living my dream. I'm not a multimillionaire yet, but I'm already living my dream, you know. What made you not quit before any of that all happened? Oh, money. I mean, I was trapped. You know what I mean? Like, I I mean, yeah, well, I mean, we had savings, but, you know, you run through savings. So, I mean, remember we're talking about trapped and like, I couldn't. I didn't have, it's not like I had a hundred thousand dollars just laying around to where I could be like, all right, let me just give this a year. Let me quit my job, mm-hmm. give this a year. No, I mean, we had savings, but it was for our kid. It was for our families, for an emergencies, you know? Yeah. And, and like, you know, if I would have quit then I didn't have the revenue yet to justify with dry pocket. So dry po- So I had, I would have had to find another job. Mm-hmm. So I just, in my mind, I was like, I believe in this company. I'm about to have to be dragged through the ditch for the next few years in terms of like never having enough time, stressed out, being pulled in every direction all the time. I've already understood that I've got to be dragged through the trenches for a while before I see that light at the end of the tunnel or whatever, you know? So in terms of what I mean by that is until the revenue justifies in dry pocket, I have to do both. I have to run thin. I have to like be pulled in every directions and live in that stressed out state. And now that I've been able to quit my job and go full time, I mean, there's moments where obviously I'm still stressed out. I'm human, right? And, you know, we're a fast growing business. So of course it can be stressful, but it's different now. I'm not managing both now. You know what I mean? I had a like prime example, dude. Uh, I broke that record. We had a meeting and it was like, yeah, congratulations. You know, they gave me a little trophy and all. And it was just super nice and everything and grateful for. But then we did our, like the next year's budgets right after that individually. And they sat me down and they said, Hey man, so we're going to, we're going to raise your budget by $300,000. So now I have to sell 1.9 million. And I'm like, hold on, dude, hold on. And this is the corporate structure I got sick of. You're always just a number, right? They want more and more and more without real justification on how it can be done. So Mm -hmm. like, so wait a minute. Previously, they've only sold 1.3. I broke a, or whatever it was, I broke a record out of 80 years of this business at 1.6. And you're telling me I got to do another 300 grand? Like, records don't work that way, man. You don't break a record every single year, not consistently, you know? Like, why don't you keep me at 1.6 and see if I can just match it? Mm -hmm. Because it's never been done before until me for this one year. 
Yeah. Because things, and it's not just because I'm some guru. Just and everybody knows this in sales with territories, depending on what you're selling. Some years are good, some years are bad. I had a ton of projects that just took off that I just happened to win, mm-hmm. you know, and so I broke a record, right? But yeah, man. So I kind of lost where we were going with that question. Yeah, I asked you about uh, why you didn't quit. Yes, and so, you gave yeah. you you talked about why you didn't quit your job. I actually meant it in a different sense, but I got that. I wanted to talk about that as well. I meant more along the lines of what made you never quit working on dry pockets oh, all that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I totally those, mistook like, that. Those yeah. five years. Yeah, sorry about that. I totally mistook no, that. No, no, also a great – I, I was also curious about that because, I mean, you you stayed in the other job for a while while putting so much into it. So that, yeah. I like hearing about both sides of it. Yeah, so what never made me quit that was tying back into the dream. I said I've always wanted to have something for myself. This just happened to have a tremendous amount of potential. Um, you know, it, it, it's almost kind of, this is going to sound somewhat silly to a lot of people. Some people might relate to this. Some people might be like, oh, that's a fairy tale. I had a feeling, I almost feel cheesy even saying this because it's hard to explain it as in like, like in terms of reality. So like there's something in me with this, not with everything, just with this that won't stop man it's a fire that keeps building it's a vision it's a it's almost in the sense of like this is what i'm here for this is why i'm there's a purpose in this like this was meant to be and i know all of that is like oh you know what i mean yeah but like the i don't know how to explain it man there's something in me that if i think about quitting it's not well you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll I'll cuss like, myself you out. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I will go at myself. Like there's something in me, and like I said, it's not like with anything. It's just with this, there's a fire, there's a passion, there's something about what I'm doing that makes me feel like this is what I was meant to be doing. This was the path that I was always supposed to take. I just had to build that path, discover that path. Etc. And I know that sounds all cheesy, and I know it's I, all. I get it. I and love some it. people will relate, and some people will be like, because it's kind of like saying, or you know how you have. I used to be this. I used to watch motivational speeches all the time, and it'd be like, they don't actually tell you how to do it though. Yeah. They just tell you be happy, be mindful, be the lion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Never quit. They, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that in terms of what I'm trying to say, like. I don't have a concrete answer on why I'm doing it. It's just something in me that's pushing me. And I'm not saying it's, I mean, I'm religious, but I'm not saying to everybody that it's God pushing me or it's Jesus or an angel or whatever they're, whatever your beliefs are. I don't know what it is. It, it, maybe it's just me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, I am personally religious, so I have my own beliefs, which I'm not going to dive into, but I don't know. It's just something in me. Just that's that the only way I can. internal force that you feel. Yeah, it's just an internal force that's just pushing me, and it really does feel like going through those seventeen prototypes. Mm-hmm. Most people, or a lot of people, would have quit for whatever reason. I saw something bigger. I saw the vi- some people call it vision. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I see the path now, man. I see where we need to go, where this is going, and I've been right. I've listened to my gut. And I've been right. I've literally t- made decisions on my feeling where I've turned people down that on paper made perfect sense. But I said, no, it just, it, I don't feel it. And so far, and I'm not saying every decision I make is right, but so far, look where we're at now. So something's working out right. Something mm-hmm. I'm doing is right. Whatever's in me is working. 
I so, love it. Have you had mile marker or did you have mile markers along the way that gave you feedback of any kind that said this is working, this is paying off? Because 17 pro, I keep going back to that number 17. That's so many prototypes to go through. Were there any kind of like any kind of feedback that you were getting from people in your life or things that were happening that told you this thing is working like this is it or was it just yeah. literally just a feeling yeah no so i'll, I'll kind of do it we still have what we're, how are we looking on time we are an hour 24 in okay uh, it is 10 40. okay i'm fine on time i okay. meant for you on your I don't oh know. yeah okay, i'm all cool. right i'm all right okay cool i so, know you've got till 11 yeah right? yeah okay. yeah yeah so we're good um so yeah i always had people tell me so there's two sides people always be like man that's a great idea dude oh my god you can make it work oh do it man if you can make that work do it do it and then you have those same people he ain't gonna make it work mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. he ain't gonna be able to do it you know yeah. what i mean so but the first part also motivated me mm-hmm. wow they see potential in it if i can make it happen yeah no matter what they're saying I'll, I'll you know afterwards and, and the so, idea being good enough like yes. on its own yeah enough. like holy yeah. crap if you can make that work that's awesome so that also kind of helped motivate me um, but we started in terms of the prototypes, man, I'll, I'll go into the story. So we started with the 17, we started with waterproof zippers, all waterproof zippers fail. Eventually, mm-hmm. once you get them dirty, they fail. Once they rust, they fail. There is another type of zipper that just came out. That's decent, but, uh, doesn't have the capabilities that our, our size, it's like seven feet deep. Ours is a hundred, you yeah. know what I mean? Totally. But like, but I mean, Nine it works for certain markets. Right. So, um, but anyway, so every single one of mine failed. So I actually got online before the patent thing. I'm going to break this story down. So I got online. I can't remember the H2 something. I can't remember the company now. It's been years. But um, they had a magnetic seal, right? And I was like, holy crap, can y'all make this with this and et cetera and et cetera. And they were like, yeah, we can do it for you. Then out of nowhere, I got an email saying we are no longer able to do this. We have a cease to exist whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and I said, why? And they said, and then the, the guy kind of told me, but didn't tell me, but it basically I got the adjust that it was like kind of patent infringement or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I said, who's got the patent? They wouldn't tell me because they were fighting it. They were appealing it. They were fighting it. They wanted to keep me as a customer. They didn't want right. me to go to the, the correct source. Mm-hmm. So that's when I jumped on USPTO.gov and sat on there all night long. And then I found this, patent and I found the contact and I found an email dude I was on there for like five hours oh I didn't sleep that night and, and I just was like motivated because what happened was all the zippers failed then I found the magnetic and I was like oh my god this mic can actually work if they can make it in the way I want it to be mm-hmm. made then they said they could then they said no <laughs> and then they wouldn't give me who could so I stayed up all yeah, night because I was yourself. fired up you know and uh I just found out like yesterday that patents are public record i never knew that before yeah actually. yeah yeah and patents i mean dude people don't need to get wrapped up in patents too much man and people are gonna knock it off no matter what anyways mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then all these people with great ideas from the very beginning are like i need to patent it before i launch dude patents depending on if it's a design patent or utility patent can cost up to five thousand to fifteen thousand dollars over the course of a year really? so a lot of people just say the heck with that dude start selling mm-hmm. get the revenue going yeah dude this is a big world man there's 338 million people here. There's around 30, 40 million people in Canada, and there's around 40 million people in Australia. Like, dude, you, what? what's the problem if there's competition? Mm-hmm. All I'm saying, I mean, you want to... Just move faster than just them. Just keep moving. And, uh, I mean, there's enough for everybody. You know what I mean? Unless yeah. there's like 100,000 competitors, then it gets saturated. But yeah. my, anyways, but to go back in, so um, 
I found his email, sent him the email, and I was like losing hope, man. I was like, this is, I was at the end where I was like, I, I guess I'm quitting, you know, because I had no, I mean, everything failed. Mm-hmm. And then I was told no, you know, so that, this is where there's just a, something else out there. The guy responded within 30 minutes in Israel and said, I can't remember exactly, but he said, let's talk yes to your questions. I'm excited to meet you. And I was like, holy crap, right? Yeah. You know, oh, my God, I'm reborn. You know, It was turned, like the you know, life raft yes. that you needed got thrown yes. to you. Yeah, so then he said, hey, I'll be in San Diego next week. And I was like, holy crap, you know what I mean? And next thing I'm in San Diego, we work it out. Long story short, from there, here we are. Multiple products, multiple products coming out. So, yeah, man, it's it's been a hell of a ride. So, I love it, man. Yeah. If you could go back to the be- the very beginning of starting Dry Pocket, like all the way back to 2016, having the wisdom and the knowledge that you have now, what are the shortcuts you would give yourself to success? Uh, well, if I knew that, those, if I knew the magnetics, I would have skipped the first 17 prototypes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that cost a bunch of money. Yeah. Uh, another thing I would have done is I wouldn't have hired that marketing agency from the beginning with the set that cost seventeen thousand mm-hmm. dollars and that was ad spend too that wasn't like their fees that was a mix of everything but right. it was like they just weren't <laughs> listen man every other person's a marketer now you know what i'm saying just like every other person's a real estate agent now mm-hmm. you know it's like listen dude just because you took a course doesn't mean you know what you're doing and just because you can create an ad and read the click rates and stuff doesn't mean you know what you're doing man mm-hmm. if you can't build a true strategy on why this would go here or what we need to do to make this go there, you know what I mean? Then then you're not really in it. Now, granted, don't get me wrong, man. You got to learn, right? So I'm not knocking startups. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a startup, but I'm just saying startups don't need to work with startups. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then also, like, I, 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 I live by this, man. Do it yourself. Figure it out yourself. Don't throw 17 grand, 10 grand, 5 grand out the window when you can spend three hours on YouTube. The education's there. You don't have to go to college for this. You don't have to spend money for the YouTube's free. I've learned. I learned how to build a website from YouTube. I learned how to build ads from YouTube. I learned how to uh, outsource products from YouTube. I learned how to speak to retailers and all of this with the right terminology from YouTube. I've literally built Dry Pocket on YouTube. If it weren't for YouTube, Dry Pocket wouldn't exist. And I know going, tying back into what we were saying about the expenses up front, like. Once again, every situation is different. If you have the capital and you have an expert, well, then, yeah, maybe that'll skyrocket you faster. But if you're a true startup company, you don't have a ton of capital, but you got passion, learn it yourself. You're also learning a skill, man. You can reuse that. Mm-hmm. Now now I know what to do so I can fact check my actual expert. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And question them and put them in a corner just to f- make sure they really are an expert. You or know? if you had had some product that, actually didn't work out like you get to the very end and it hadn't worked out at least you've learned that skill that you can take to the next opportunity yeah and maybe the next opportunity is the one where if you match it with your skill that you learned yeah dude technically i can be i can start up a marketing agency right now i know how to Mm -hmm. run ads i know how to do it all i just got now that retail came on i just don't have the time yeah but i know how to do it and i'm not an expert you know whether it's working or not yeah but i and i'm not an expert but my point is i've known enough to where i could technically be like Brian Collins Marketing Agency. I'm now accepting clients for yeah. online Facebook, Google, Instagram, Pinterest, the TikTok, all that stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, and it's just like, like I said, I'm not knocking everybody who starts this. I mean, that's a journey that you want to pursue. I'm happy for you. I wish you the best. 
I just don't like working with startups when I'm a startup. You know what I'm saying? Because two unknowledgeable people aren't going to elevate each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Now, I have knowledge through my own hard work and dedication on learning myself, but I'm not the expert. Mm -hmm. But I had enough to get me this far. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, I just don't have the time because we do retail. So I need someone like Varnes Media and the gentleman. So they brought in like another company through Varnes mm-hmm. Media. And you, yeah, you talk to Andy yeah. all the time. Yeah. And uh, they seem to be they seem to be knowledgeable, but they're under a microscope, especially since I had to correct something Gotta right be. Away from the very beginning. I was mm-hmm. like, nothing against them. They may be, dude, oh, for all I know, they may make me $8 million. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But mm-hmm. we just started. Yeah. So time will tell. But they will not be around all year long if they're not doing the things that I think that need to be done or the things that Andy needs to be done. Exactly. You know what I mean? So all I'm saying is all my costs that go out are now under a microscope because of what happened my first year. Yeah. I just was told that this is what I need to do. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay. You believe you know it. I mean? it's yeah. like, okay. That's what I need to do to get rich. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and it didn't work out, you know. So I taught myself what to do and the same thing they were doing. I so, love it, man. Any closing thoughts? Go to drypocketapparel.com. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Buy a waterproof pocket bathing suit, test it up to 100 feet. Dry bag seals air water gas tight in under a second, or a floating cooler that also has a double lock automatic seal. Drypocketapparel.com. That delivery was airtight, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do this all day, every day. Oh, and here's this. Um, The word fisherman, all capital letters. I don't know if I'm supposed to be looking at anything. Oh, yeah, this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The word fisherman, all capital letters. There's a 10% off promo code. So jump on the site. Once you go through checkout, there's a box there. Type it in. It'll calculate it and proceed. And I'll make sure all the links are in the show notes in the description of the podcast or YouTube video. Thanks for watching. Yeah. That's a podcast. Much love, y'all.